0: love this podcast support this show through the Acast supporter feature
1: it's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment just hit the link in the show description to support now
0: hey we're george and james and we're getting pretentious with taylor swift's 1989 Mm. Hey, James. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all
1: right. Yeah. All right.
0: How's your week been? How's my week been? Mm. It's been good. Um, you just asked me to think of films that I've watched.
1: Or music that you've been listening oh, well, to. Well, all
0: music, but I couldn't think of many. I mean, I've listened to Colossal Squid's new album. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Which was good. I've been awaiting that. He's released, like, five singles before it actually dropped. Has come to an album. Yeah. I mean, me and my flatmate Fabian are very big fans. He used to be our tutor at BIM.
1: Oh, it's that guy. It's that guy. That guy, I like that guy.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a heavy album. Okay. It's, a, it's, it's dirty, it's right. a good way of putting it. It's a lot of beats. Nice. But yeah,
1: it, it's good, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, talking it's, about squids, mm-hmm. there's a good band that I've discovered called Squid.
0: Just Squid. Just Squid. <clears throat>
1: what sort of music do they do? Um, so I would say it's sort of, sort of. I mean, it's me, right? So it's going to be alternative guitar sort of rock music. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But it's sort of quite, um, his vocal delivery is quite similar to like Talking Heads or like the B-52s. It's kind of that sort of like... Um, okay. Um, it's interesting. They got a song called "House Plants," uh,
0: in which that.
1: in which he mainly shouts "House Plants" <laughs> over and over again. I will kind of <laughs> have to check that. out. And uh, the yeah. lead singer—I always like it when you see a lead singer who is also the drummer. Oh, is he the drummer as well? Yeah, so that's
0: quite fun. Yeah, the only band that I really know that well for doing that is Anderson Pack. I say band; no. he's a person. Yeah, Anderson Pack and the Free Nationals.
1: Yeah. But I didn't realise he was a drummer.
0: Well, I don't think he drums in all of the songs. Right. But, like, in the recordings, I'm pretty sure he drums. Nice. I think he does most of it himself. And that's why when he gigs, it's Anderson Pack and the Free Nationals.
1: Ah. Because the
0: Free Nationals are like his band. Because the Free Nationals are also a band on their own. I see. And then he just gets them on board to do his live shows. Well,
1: you blew, blew my mind the other day when you told me that Tame Impala was just one guy. Yeah, pretty much. And then you just had a live band. Which apparently everyone knew apart from me. So. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: But films, I watched the new Netflix film. It's like a thriller horror film. Right. Um, something about a hole. Big hole in the ground. It's a big sinkhole. Something about a hole. I can't remember what it's called now. People were like, there was, there was people talking about it. On the internet.
1: What's the setup film apart from this big hole in the ground? It's not the one, is it? That I've seen something about there's a film where there's a family that it's moved to a house and there's a massive sinkhole in the back garden. It's not that one. It is that.
0: that is it's not a family. One. It's just a mum and a.
1: And the son, son goes in and then when he comes out, he's kind of changed. He's different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't want to ruin it. Is it good did? Anyone there?
1: Worth a watch.
0: It's all right. If you're into watching subpar thriller horror films like me right. then yeah but but nah, no I w- I wouldn't be like stop what you're doing go and watch this it's Certainly don't stop the podcast no don't do that but it's just it's very predictable right there's a couple of little jump scares in it that aren't that jumpy it's just like there's nothing necessarily that good going for it I see it's good It's all right. The visual's cool.
1: Of the house with the sinkhole behind that... Yeah,
0: but you don't actually get... That's just for the poster.
1: Oh.
0: Or the trailer. I didn't actually watch the trailer. I just saw... I think it's in the trailer. watch it. I've seen the trailer. I'm not going to lie, though. I was watching this while, like, tidying the flat. Like, I quite often like to watch horror thriller films while tidying the flat.
1: Is that so that you don't get too scared?
0: No, I just find (laughs) a lot... Like, I've watched... Most of the Stephen King films that they've done on Netflix recently, apparently right. Stephen King has become a big thing for Netflix originals.
1: Yes, because they did that <clears> one <throat> where the woman is trapped on the bed. Yes, the sex um, one. Oh, what's it called? Somebody's called? game. something game. Yeah, Trevor's game or something. Gerald's like that. game or Ger- something. Gerald's. I think it's
0: Gerald's game.
1: Yeah,
0: but and then also it's... they did in the tall grass. Oh right,
1: okay.
0: Which was okay. Again, it's very, it's just very Stephen King. I'm not the biggest Stephen King oh, fan, but de- I do yeah. kind of enjoy the films. But I would feel a little bit like disappointed in myself if I'd actually sat down and paid attention to it for two hours.
1: Fair. I watched uh, a film that I've already seen before, I think three times, but I re watched it again the other day. Yeah. Uh, Moneyball. Have you ever seen that?
0: It's on my list. It's one that I really want to watch. It's a fantastic film. Yeah, somebody... It's actually in the book that I'm reading at the moment she mentions it. Because I'm not really... Or she mentions the story.
1: I'm not really into baseball, generally. I'm quite big into my American sports. But not... Like, baseball hasn't really got me yet. Um, But Moneyball is such a good film. I mean, it's Aaron Sorkin writing it, so the dialogue is just on point. Yeah,
0: and it's one of the kind of first films that um what's his name? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is kinda of taking themselves seriously. Yeah,
1: Jonah Hill's fantastic in it.
0: He's a brilliant actor.
1: I think he may be one of my favourite actors, I think. Up and uh, he's coming, up there sort there of with, yeah. um like Happy Queen Phoenix is up there for me. Jonah Hill's mm-hmm. up there. Brad Pitt is very good in it. Yeah. But like Brad Pitt's always solid, right? Like Brad Pitt I don't think I've ever watched Brad Pitt do a bad job.
0: But sometimes Brad Pitt can be very Brad Pitt.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mm. I don't I with Brad Pitt, he's similar for me to Leonardo DiCaprio in that yeah. I can't see past the fact that it's um that it's them. I don't see the character.
0: I watched Inception again the other day.
1: Inception is a fantastic film. I love that film. Anyway. But yeah. We're talking about Taylor Swift, yeah. Who has also appeared in some films. She's going to be in The New Cats.
0: Yeah. Which looks very weird. Creepy AF.
1: Yeah. Um, She's been in a film called uh, New Year's Day or something like that. Was that like a rom-com? Yeah, I'm going to get Taylor Swift's filmography up. Yeah, she was in New Year's Day, I think it was called.
0: Was it Lady Gaga that was in American <laughs> Horror Story? <laughs> uh,
1: yes, that was yeah, Lady Gaga, it wasn't Taylor? Totally. Who it turns out is actually a, a quite a good actor, pretty good actor. Cause she was also in Star is Born, which I have no desire to watch, but she apparently is. But I've heard
0: much. really good things about it, and I do quite like Bradley Cooper.
1: I've heard mixed things about the film, but good things about, about the performance, the performances. I mean, Bradley Cooper is always again solid. Yeah. According to IMDB, she has acted in 47 things. That's not true because they're also encountering herself in like her own documentaries yeah. and stuff. Um, they shouldn't put music videos on on IMDB. Are you acting well, if you're yeah, in your own very, music video? Yeah, that's a topic of debate. She was in 2014's "The Giver." Never seen it, never seen it. Um, she was in an episode of New Girl.
0: Yes, she was. Yes, I do. I was a. I, I used to quite like New Girl until they brought Megan Fox in. What? And I kind of.
1: She Megan just. Megan Fox joined New Girl. Yeah, she really? replaced
0: Zoo De Chanel for a little bit.
1: So Zoo De Chanel left.
0: So like, um, what's so what's, what's uh, the character's name? I Jess. Don't know. Jess left. Right. And then they got a new flatmate in who's played by Megan Fox.
1: Right. I didn't know that New Girl had gone through that sort of... Yeah, I think phase. I
0: think Zoo De Deschanel's come back by this point. I don't even know if they're still making it. Fun fact, if you're a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, anyone, it's... Uh, I'm not. There's a really good episode where New Girl and Brooklyn Nine-Nine cross over. Oh, really? And, like... Uh,
1: Evie will love that.
0: Yeah, the main actor in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I can't remember his characters. I'm, I'm bad with names. Like, you'll get used to that. She was also in The Lorax. Ah. I haven't watched the that. The Lorax. Have you watched it? No. No. I, I would like to. I do though. like a good Doctor's issue. She was
1: in an episode of CSI. That doesn't surprise me. This was in 2009, so I feel like she was trying to, like...
0: Oh, that would maybe yeah. break
1: into acting maybe,
0: as well as the old music. Also, Valentine's C- Day is the CSI one she I in. CSI will take anyone if you're yeah. fa- slightly famous, and it might give them a few more views. Because yeah.
1: let's be honest, they churn those out, so they've got to. So it was Valentine's Day that she was in. New yeah. Year's Day was either the follow-up or the the first one. I God don't know place. which way around, but either way, she was in one of those. Um, so yeah, she's done a bit of acting. That's, yeah. that's good old Taylor Swift. And she's not a bad actress.
0: Fair. I, I imagine, I'm just, like, I haven't actually seen her act, but I imagine her to be a little bit of a typecast actor.
1: Oh, yeah, I think so.
0: I can't imagine her being flexible, necessarily. Yeah,
1: well, I think with Taylor Swift, and this is why 1989 is, is such a, a good album to talk about with Taylor Swift, is that she has gone through uh, definitely a transition. Um, from sort of well, definitely sort of uh, America's sweetheart country girl yeah. to um, to pop star, and and this is sort of where she really comes into her own as a pop star on 1989.
0: It's it's really interesting that she's got into pop by doing such a. It is quite a wholesome album. It's quite honest, and it's quite. It's quite. Here's me. Yeah, and it's quite like it is almost the kind of the no makeup selfie
1: sort of thing. It's like, but I think that's why she's managed to make that transition. Like in my opinion, like because it would have been easy for her to lose a lot of her fans. Yeah, by doing something like this, and the fact that she's written an album that is sort of in a way almost like a country album in the, in the respect that it is quite soul-bearing. Yeah. As, as some country music can be. And she's sort of, I think by doing that, taken those people who were into her country sound along with her. Because this, it's still the tailor that they, they yeah. know.
0: Because I'd, I'd not really paid much attention to her older stuff until we decided we were doing this. So I had a little bit of a watch of some of her older music videos. She does definitely play a lot on the slightly geekier kid at school. And it's like that. It it made more sense why 1989 is quite so, like, blank and, like, this is me, quite personal. Yeah. Because she has always had that. I think just because I'd never really... Paid attention to Taylor. I don't like country music, really. No, country music doesn't really do it. has to be very good country music. For yeah, me to I be think that maybe invested. I,
1: I probably like some country tinge stuff, sort of war on drugs. Yeah, have that sort of Springsteen esque country vibe to them, but yeah. they're not full sort of country records.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm closer inclined to like folk music more than I am country, mm. and I know they're slightly. Semi-inter. Do you think that's
1: because we are from Britain, though?
0: Probably,
1: because I feel like our folk is their country. Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, well, they yeah. obviously
1: intersect a bit. Well, um, I think
0: folk, like the origins of folk kind of come from telling stories and yeah but about very much about like kind of Irish heritage English heritage it's like it's something that's really been passed up through the history of Britain yeah and then countries kind of become that but for America yeah a lot of kind of old American songs you would consider I suppose to be quite country yeah and I mean the name kind of makes sense as well America's very about country and all of yeah. that I suppose historically I, I don't think, know I'm venturing into something that I don't know much about <laughs> I risk think again. another
1: thing that Taylor Swift did very well which um, to, to keep her fans on site she did that whole um, secret sessions thing where she in, like would go on social media I think she still does it now for her newer albums but like she would go on social media And find people who are very active within her, like, fan base. Yeah. And she invited them out to, like, her house, and she, like, played them the record first before it came out. That's cool. And I think that's, like, again, I think she was very conscious of keeping her fans with her.
0: Yeah. Through
1: this transition.
0: I I didn't know that. And that makes it all the more upsetting, in a way, of how people treat Taylor Swift. Like, I think now she's become a pop star. People have kind of put on the same prohibitions that they have for other pop stars, where they're like they're just manufactured and they don't like, Like, they're just there to make money out of their audience. It yeah. was actually, I mean, I've always thought Taylor Swift is quite nice to her audience, but I didn't realize she went that far. Like, it made like it makes you wonder why people dig at her so much. Like, that's a lot of effort to go to for for your fan base.
1: Yeah, I think... I mean, she's done it, I think, every subsequent record, she's done it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you could argue, if you were cynical about it, you could say it's a very good marketing tool. It's, like, it's great. It makes her look great. I mean, at the end
0: of the day, Taylor got makes some money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> of course, she's not
0: putting out the albums.
1: But, you know... But, Equally, but those people yeah. that were uh, massive fans of hers who have been flown out to her house. There's much more heartless ways of
0: getting money and making yeah. their fans. like, they're, they're going to
1: remember that forever. Yeah. And they're going to have had, like, a great experience. Yeah. Um, but I think that was it, yes. Because from everything I read about this album, she was very conscious about I think everyone and everyone around her was very conscious yeah. that like you are changing sound, and she'd sort of done it a little bit on Red. Yeah, she'd hinted at it, but this is the first time it's like a full-on pop record. Yeah, and apparently um Scott Borchetta was very keen on her writing some country songs to put into the album, and she basically just refused. Nope. And then he sort of realised she was right when he would sort of yeah heard it all together and i mean she could have done it more gradually
0: she could have slipped a few but then it would have just i think what's relieving about this album and i even feel it about her latest albums and the albums before as well this album was written as an album yeah whereas a lot of the other stuff is just like she's probably written i mean she probably wrote hundreds of songs for 1989 as well but like She just seemed, rather than picking all of the best songs, she at least picked the songs that work
1: best together. I think, again, with Taylor Swift, it's like you were saying, I don't know why people are sort of so... Negative. Negative about her. I think one thing that's always struck me about Taylor Swift is the fact that, like... She writes most of her own stuff, yeah. or at least I think she writes all of her own stuff and then has other people obviously helping out. Yeah. Uh, Max Martin's done quite a few of Kind of arranging
0: and stuff yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. But, you know, she's, an act, she's playing an active part in writing all her own material, which a lot of pop stars don't. don't. Or if they do, they're credited on a song with eight other people. Yeah. And that's, um, it's,
0: it's not saying that that's an, an issue. No. It's just can't dig at somebody that does do a majority of their yeah. Work. So
1: she's done. She she writes a lot of her own stuff. She does seem to be keen on creating albums rather than just pumping out single after single after single and then just putting yeah. it into a compilation sort of deal. Um, because even you know you could sure reputation doesn't work as well for me as an album no i haven't really listened to lover yet um i do think reputation was
0: needed as an album i think mostly for her
1: yeah but i think but even if you don't get on board with it as much as you do 1989 i think what you can say is there's a definite theme there's a definite style to it and it's a thought out piece of work rather than just throwing a load of singles into a into
0: an yeah album. I, I do think that's becoming more common as well which is great for people like us who love albums like it does seem if people like taylor swift are actually caring that much about making cohesive albums that's good news for the album loving community yeah and 1989 is it came at the start of that sort of her doing that, I think, has pushed a lot of other artists to decide to do coherent albums rather than just number one after number one. Like, here's a load of singles.
1: Yeah. So, 1989 starts with Welcome to New York. Yeah. Um, what a great opener! It's like here. It's like the curtains are being pulled open. Here we are. This yeah. is Taylor Swift now.
0: Yeah, you're driving into the city. I'm like when I listen to it I like picture Taylor Swift has made her own city, which is New York obviously, but like she's you're just like driving in in a car, buildings going by. And you're just like sat back ready for the ride. Yeah. The Taylor's about to take you on. She's like come on in.
1: I I read something that Welcome I thought chimed well with what I was thinking. It's like um, when Bruce Springsteen made the transition like fully into like being a pop rock guy. Yeah. It was Born in the USA and that album starts in the same way. It's yeah. like, here we are. You're going, you know, we're taking you on this journey. Yeah,
0: it it lays the land for the album. It's like, here we go.
1: Let's do this.
0: Yeah, I loved what you were saying about the fact that they now play "Welcome to New York" with the uh, NFL.
1: Yeah, the Jets coverage. Yeah, it's great. It's <laughs> um, the what well, we were saying earlier about how simple actually most of the album is, but like especially the first two tracks. Yeah, "Welcome to New York" and "Blank Space" very kept well, you, Very simple. In you terms come of in. It's. I mean, it's
0: yeah. Like I put it's simply. It's simple. It's engaging, and it's catchy straight off the bat.
1: Because all you've got really in uh, the start to op- at "Welcome to New York," apart from Taylor Swift's vocals, uh, are a sort of the repetitive chords being played sort of <coughs> higher up <coughs> on the keyboard. Yeah, and then you've got like a like a simple synth bass, sort of Drum- and, d-
0: and then drums. Yeah, and then her singing. That is it until. I think there's a chorus a little bit later on and there's a really well-placed guitar. There's a lot of that in this yeah. album.
1: Black Space especially.
0: Yeah. Acoustic guitars being used, but not in a country way. In a, It's like a little nod to her country past, but they're there and they just fill out the yeah. sounds. Yeah, they're sort
1: of used rhythmically more than anything. Yeah, they? They're like another texture.
0: Yeah, they're used in the same way. You'd maybe chuck in a shaker to... Bumper a chorus up a
1: little
0: bit. Yeah. So
1: it's like, here's a bit of guitar. Enjoy it.
0: <laughs> it's a, a slight little bit of a nod to my heritage. Yeah. And it, it works well and it, make, it probably stuff like that is what helps with the audience for her fans to get into it. I reckon there's a lot of fans that heard the guitar
1: for the first time and were like, yeah. Do you think if <clears throat> Taylor Swift, um, I mean, it's hard to say, right? Because it's hypothetical, and also, I don't think you would have Reputation without a 1989. Like, mm, you just wouldn't yeah. have got there. But if, if say Reputation had been her move into pop, do you think that would have just sort of crashed it? You know what I mean? It would have all fallen down.
0: Yeah, I, I,
1: I don't. It, I, it wouldn't have ruined her career. No, it would have definitely have... Been a step backwards.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't have gone well, I don't think.
1: 1989 is so well thought out in terms of keeping those little little nuggets in there Yeah. for the older fans.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, Taylor Swift has that fan base where the majority will just be like, Taylor Swift's our Belly. Yeah. Like, she can do whatever. We're there for it. But redemption, not redemption.
1: What was it? Red.
0: No, oh, no, no reputation. Reputation, that would have been, that would have been a strong change because it's also much more aggressive. Yes. Than any of our other stuff.
1: This is still nineteen eighty nine. Still feels, <clears throat> while not necessarily, the most positive album at times, and we'll get into that. Yeah. It still feels upbeat. There's happiness to it. Yeah. Reputation is. Reputation sort of feels like much more of a "fuck you," yeah, kind of record. Definitely, yeah.
0: Whereas nineteen eighty nine, it's a growth record, and it came, yeah, it it came at a good time for her, but also pop industry a little bit because what was it twenty fourteen? Trying to think what was going on in the world at that time. Like Katy Perry was prominent. Do you say she competed
1: with Katy Perry with this album? I think so. I think this is where
0: their falling out might have been slightly fueled.
1: Well, I mean, bad blood certainly about them yeah. falling out. Yeah, true. Actually, um, I think yeah, they're definitely they're, that was definitely a, a thing, a competition. Mm. Because now Katy Perry doesn't seem to have. I mean, correct me if I am wrong, but like Katy Perry has sort of fallen off the map a little bit, right? Like, she's been putting out music, but, like, in terms of being that sort of big... Yeah. um, You know, at one point she was headlining the Super Bowl, and now, like... I don't know, I know she's a judge on, like... Is it American X Factor? She's a judge? Yeah. Oh,
0: dear. Yeah. That that lowers my uh, opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's a judge on the American Exeter, I think. Um, so. That's a shame. Y- so it feels like. That's um, like
0: when the Kaiser Chiefs singer became a judge on The Voice.
1: Yeah. Disappointing. Saying, mm, what are
0: you doing? I mean, you've got to pay the bills, I know. I don't want to judge, but we're judging a little bit. Yeah. Oh, Katie. I think, think, though, that the album came at a good time in pop music. Uh, I mean, she was everywhere as well. Yeah. Shake It Off, Blank Space, Bad Blood,
1: Out of the Woods style. I think it really, like, elevated her to superstar status. Yeah. Really, like, Taylor Swift was a massive name already, and I think she was already playing massive uh, places, right?
0: She was playing massive places in America. And then was fairly big everywhere else.
1: But, like, 1989 is what cemented her as that kind of pop star that will be remembered for years to come.
0: But I think that's the same for a lot of pop stars from your kind of David Bowie, Prince, Queen. You're not necessarily considered a milestone in pop unless you can show such a quick change in, like, genre.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Actually,
0: being able to keep your sound, but also slightly change genre, like to go from country and be big as a like country pop star, then into being an electro pop star. It was like, yep, cool. You are actually a talented artist. You're not just a one track one trick pony. It's a blank space is one of the best pop tracks of the decade
1: and she originally wrote it and was um she wasn't actually gonna use it for anything it was just she wrote it as a joke i like that you didn't disagree with me there oh well yeah <laughs> there's nothing to disagree about though is there no like it's an exceptional
0: again single simple very simple drums bass
1: synth with
0: I don't even know if a guitar comes in with that one.
1: The first verse is literally just the drums, drums and, and her like vocals. a slight pad. Yeah, but then the bass comes in on the chorus. Yeah, um, yeah. and 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 then even when the chorus is finished, we go back to the verse. It's back to the, that drum again. Yeah, and she's not really adding much.
0: No, It's but, keeping it simple, and it really just. It's so, in the literal sense, it's a lot of Taylor. It's all, like, the whole track is... There's nothing that distracts from her vocals. No. I I definitely think that makes it such an easy song to sing along to because it's also clear the vocals don't get lost at all. So learning every line and singing it in the car
1: is very easy. But also as well, I think with that song, she's definitely... She's definitely trying to say something with that song about the way she's viewed um, and portrayed in the media. Yeah. And to have her voice be the sort of dominant element in the track mm. helps you focus on what she's saying more as well as just like it being a catchy thing to sing along to as well. We're coming across
0: very... Even taylor swift fangirlie which we are but
1: but like specifically for this, this album. record yeah yeah like the rest of like
0: i don't think i've listened to any other taylor swift album all the way through no apart from reputation just out of curiosity i was like is this gonna be as good as 1989 it, it was interesting that she is actually quite private like she doesn't publish much herself she's not all over social media
1: talking about her life it's weird that she's got this reputation of being someone who um always wants to talk about her life and her relationships and yeah okay most of her songs are about relationships right but like who who, what musician doesn't write songs about that kind of stuff
0: i mean pretty much every ed sheeran song is pretty much a love song
1: but you don't don't have ed sheeran being criticized in the way that yeah taylor swift is on i that mean
0: level. when you think about it that way i can't think of i mean every boy band male singer one direction zane all of those lot and the vamps they all sing love songs and they don't get criticized for their love life on the other hand Katy perry taylor swift Nicki minaj pretty much all female pop artists they sing a song about being in love with someone, it's like, oh, what boy did they fuck over? Yeah. What boy screwed them over or whatever? And, like, as soon as a girl seems this or a woman sings about love in a pop sense, it's like, oh, paparazzi, get all over this. Taylor Swift or whoever has got a new thing. And it's like... "Mm -hmm." It's questionable.
1: Because do you remember the whole Tom Hiddleston thing? yeah. When they were supposedly dating, yeah, and everyone thought it was a fake orchestrated relationship, yeah, which just seems like why? Why? I couldn't see a reason for it.
0: There Taylor is no Swift point.
1: does not need to get into the papers. No, not at all. Tom Hiddleston does not get, need to get into the papers. No. So, what reason would they have had? Yeah, to have done that.
0: Yeah, it's like even there's been a few times where uh, I think her and Ed Sheeran are quite good friends. Yeah. It's like, oh, Ed Sheeran and her dating. It's like just because they're in a room together in a studio or maybe met up and had a meal to discuss. Yeah. Like mates, suddenly everyone thinks they're in a relationship. it's That is something very frustrating about pop in that sense. I definitely there is still there definitely feels like there is a form of sexism in the pop world when it comes to women and music yeah. like yeah, like the best example is bands like one direction stuff they 're not picked apart for writing love songs people aren 't like oh who did who did Zane write that love song about
1: yeah I mean like I mean Harry Styles is a prime example because obviously. Well, allegedly, yeah. she's referencing his yeah. her relationship with him in style, right? Which even the name
0: itself is.
1: Yeah, I mean, like the descriptions of of the of the guy in it, a kind yeah. of like well, yeah, you could you could picture that being Harry Styles. Yeah, um, and in the video, of course, there's the necklace. Yeah, which apparently they both had a. Yeah, I think they bought it Paper for each other plane or something. A necklace yeah. or something, and that's in the video. Um, so, you know, to a certain extent, she's, like... She's obviously, like, leaving those clues in there for people yeah. to, to find. But I don't remember Harry Styles writing a love song and then everyone going, oh, is yeah. that about Taylor Swift or... What's... I think that's probably
0: why Taylor Swift called it style and put all of the little Easter eggs in the in the video because it's, like... People are gonna read into it too much anyway. I might as well put some little clues out there anyway,
1: so there's at least some yeah. fun with it. Well, I think the whole there's a lot of songs on this record that are are pretty much just taking the piss. Yeah, blank space. Obviously, we we know. Hundred percent. Shake it s- off. Style is similarly. Shake yeah. it off is certainly taking the piss out of herself and the way people perceive her. Bad blood as well. And bad blood. Which is
0: apparently a dig towards Katy Perry. Yeah, the whole song itself also just kind of takes the mick out of just, like, holding grudges and stuff. I mean, having bad blood against someone, it's like...
1: Do you remember the video to Bad Blood? Which one? So it was the one where she's, like... There's, like, loads of people in it. There's, like, Cara Delevingne Yeah, the and, second one, I think. Um, And they're all sort of... They're fighting each other. She's, yeah. like, fighting it. Selena Gomez, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people said that, I think, Selena Gomez was dressed like Katy Perry or something to, like, <laughs> make a dig at Katy Perry. But then again, is it like, it? you know, was that whole feud, like, really a thing? Or is it, again, is it just, like, just playing it up for the purposes of getting everyone to buy into it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe it's very similar to WWE, that sort
1: of stuff, like... Yeah.
0: Wrestlers have things against each other when, in matter of fact, it's all just one big scripted play.
1: Well, it was, like, uh, when uh, she, saw she fell out with Kim Kardashian, right? Yeah, I think so. And Kanye, and then Kanye put,
0: yeah, uh, like, a look-alike
1: thing. of her... In the bed. In the bed yeah, in his yeah. video.
0: Yeah.
1: Is that part... I mean,
0: Kanye's a tricky one, because... Kanye definitely is seems like the sort of guy who just does stuff on a whim. Oh yeah. He does stuff on a whim, but he's got the budget to make it look like it was well thought out.
1: <laughs> Have you heard Kanye's new record?
0: Yeah. We'll save that for another time. <laughs> yeah. I would that would be something that would be interesting though. Taylor Swift and Kanye doing a track together.
1: I would, I would listen to that.
0: I, I would be very curious to see how that would work out. Like, I don't as think it's going to happen. I don't think it would either. I can't see that happening. But, but it would be good. Ed Sheeran managed to get Fifty Cent and Eminem on an album together, on a song together.
1: Yeah, I don't know how he managed to do that, and how, like, if you're Fifty Cent and Eminem, right? Yeah. Why is? Ed Sheeran, the person that manages to, to bring you, you together. together. Probably his boyish charm. He's just like this friendly
0: little ginger guy. Yeah, they they probably just... I don't know, don't know if he's got a Suffolk accent or not. I don't think he is that Suffolk. I don't think he's as Suffolk an accent as I am. Right. But maybe they were slightly charmed by his British ways. British, yeah. It's like... Oh. Go on it's Go quite, on
1: then. Fine. It's we'll quite do friendly it, do we'll it for, it for
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Get him some hits in America.
1: Yeah. Like he needs it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you think Taylor Swift is a good businesswoman as well? What do you think is the team behind her that makes her more of a good businesswoman? I mean, I
1: think with anything, with this, it's hard to know, right? Like, how much yeah. of it is 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 she doing it? How much of it is it's also hard to know with some of the songs obviously because like uh like max martin etc played quite a big part in yeah. some of the songs and you like how much of it is them how much of it is her i guess we'll never really sort of yeah because
0: max martin's still one of those producers where any project that he's on he, he very much plays the traditional producer role like he will work with the artist to understand the vision of the album and actually works with the artist to actually make the product rather than just being a translator to the people in the studio.
1: What's interesting as well with this album when I was looking it up is that, um, you know, there's a lot of tracks with a lot of different people producing or, you know, people involved. Yeah. And... It's still a very coherent, consistently, sort of sonically consistent album.
0: Yeah, the only song... There was one song that kind of... I think it's Wildest Dreams. I think it's a little bit... It doesn't necessarily fit. And this love.
1: I could see Wildest Dreams fitting really well on her new record. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Not that I've that. listened to a whole record But having heard singles, some of the tracks It's like that And the visual element of the new yeah. stuff It
0: is quite a light fresh album But I mean a lot of this album is very light fresh I think Wildest Dreams is one of the few songs That I felt had a bit too much going on Compared to right. the, a lot of the album Where it's very simple and stripped back and quite minimal Wildest Dreams is quite busy Yeah It's quite a big arrangement going on, which
1: is quite
0: different to the rest of the album.
1: Sure. I think it's interesting you say that the album's quite light and fresh. Because I I kind of see it as like. I I think I see it differently in kind of like. I think, yeah, like production wise, instrumentation wise, definitely light and fresh, right? Yeah. But like, there's definitely like a undercurrent of darkness in it i think definitely that's definitely and you can see how we end up at reputation afterwards because it sort of feels like yeah we're getting more and more pissed off here yeah and then reputation comes along and it's like shake it off is like it's
0: almost like having a pug snarl at you it's (laughs) quite adorable but there is still a bit of anger anger there yeah it's like if my dog Tess was getting angry at you it's quite hard to feel threatened yeah but there is anger and then reputation comes out and it's like oh damn she's got the
1: now she's got the pitbulls out yeah, pit yeah. bulls are
0: here yeah I do yeah there is definitely an undertow of kind of anger and a little bit of kind of almost anxiety not anxiety but like a slight bit of depression there just like being very aware of her own emotions.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And like actually taking the a moment to. Yeah, taking a moment to actually think about herself yeah. personally. Which is probably why a lot of the
1: fans love it as well. Even though they love her country stuff as well. Well, I think, good. like I said, it goes back to it's still a, sort of a country record in that aspect of it. But yeah. In a way, he, it's quite. It's still very lyric-heavy.
0: Yeah. Like, the verses and stuff, they still tell quite a story. Is it an album that you own
1: on vinyl? It's not, no. It's not. But fair. after this... You're tempted. I feel like I'm tempted. Yeah. But then yeah. a side David only ever get played.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair.
1: But then it's also one of those albums that, like, I'd probably buy, and then, like, how many times would I actually sit down and listen to a Taylor Swift record? Probably not, not often. And actually, that's interesting, because... Um, it, is, it does crop up on, like, if you read, uh, like, lists, articles, listicles. Listicles. Um, of uh, records that people recommend. Um, is that kind of for own quality on vinyl.
0: and stuff as well?
1: Yeah, but, like, records to own on vinyl. 1989 comes up quite a lot. Fair as, enough. like, if you're going to have a pop record in your collection, then it's, it's a, a good a pop,
0: pop record. It's a pop record milestone, um, to a sound
1: extent. But, for me, like, as much as we've talked about it being, like, a cohesively sound and whole album, and I definitely yeah. think it is, and I definitely think it can be listened to as a as a whole album, and it really works. Um, for me, personally, it just, like, I'm rarely ever going to listen to it as a whole. I'm going to listen to, yeah. you, know, I'll, uh, you know, I'm going to listen to Blank Space and I'm going to listen to... Shake It Off and Bad Blood. And, yeah. Yeah, the um, singles. But really, like, how much am I going to listen to it as a whole album? Yeah. Probably not as much.
0: I think, yeah, because I've never... If I ever feel down or a bit sad, i have turning to songs like Taylor Swift's More... sadder songs that's not something that i've done
1: no
0: i'm more of the let's go listen to idols or something more aggressive not let's go listen to a sad ballad
1: actually just on a completely unrelated tangent i just had a thought when you said about shake it off i think actually shake it off is probably one of my least favorite tracks on the album really yeah i mean i i appreciate it i think it's very good it's very well yeah. And I like the song, right? So yeah. I, it's not that I dislike it.
0: You just think it's not...
1: Like, I prefer New York, Blank Space, Out of the Woods. Um, yeah. Like, much more.
0: I think they're stronger songs.
1: Even Stay. That yeah. One, stay. I would. I'm, I'm listening to... Stay. More than... Uh, what's that song actually called? Because I just called it... Stay.
0: It's called I Wish You Would. Stay. Yeah. <laughs> um... Oh no, no. All you had to do was stay. All you had Sorry. to do was stay.
1: Yeah. Um, I prefer that to shake it off. It's a much simpler, like, it's just a it's just a pop. I think track, right? pop Shake It track.
0: Off. One was overplayed. Two, it falls into a similar category to like happy by Pharrell. Yes. And um, all about that bass. It's a little bit Memeable,
1: what came first, Happy or Shake It Off? Because, like, the production style very similar as well, with like the horns and the. I
0: wouldn't be surprised the if they're in the drums. same year, yeah. I'm not sure. Let's have a quick look. When did Pharrell release Happy?
1: Happy was released with Despicable Me or Despicable Me 2, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was for Despicable Me 2. Um, it was on his 2014. All right, so same year like I wouldn't say like there's definitely
1: no like copyright oh no I'm that. not saying it because of that it's I just, just want that. I, it's that sort of I'd uh... be interesting yeah. to see what come, came first that also
0: it's, it's very much the song out of that whole album that I would put on like a child's com- compilations playlist like Kids yes. Party yeah it's very inoffensive and very like
1: shake it off shake it off yeah you can black space feels a bit more raunchy yeah you there's know, definitely like, a innuendo yeah, to it it's like you know but like it's even very, the video right like the video for shake it off is like this sort of funny like she's dressed in like a ballerina outfit and she's just sort of like She's just in all sorts of outfits i think yeah. but like the main image that comes to mind is like her just like in that kind of turtleneck yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then uh Oh, no, not even the tail Like, you know, like when she's, like, dressed like she looks like a 12-year-old in that sort of ballerina outfit. Yeah. Like, that's the image that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, Blank Space is much more like the video for that. It's like Mm. she's, like, all sort of,
0: you know. I do think she is a good role model for kids. Do you?
1: Yeah. Because she's not... So we talked about role models last episode, didn't we?
0: Mm. Yeah, but with Matt. I know I said that I don't really like role models, but I think I think she kind of takes on the role model figure herself, like with how close she is to her fans, and she really yeah. does care about her fans, and I think she does put a lot of thought into whether what she makes she she's aware of her audience and makes sure she makes stuff that's suitable for them i think she knows that she has a lot of young followers so yeah because i've definitely
1: seen criticisms of people like ed sheeran in the past where you know he has like a very he has a younger ish audience sort of same age probably as and then Taylor's he does shape of you and then he does stuff like shape of you or yeah. songs where he's talking a lot about his like drug habits yeah and you kind of think you know and there, 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 there is definitely an argument of like it's his music. He can do what he wants. He can do what he wants. It's like it's art, right? But, but then
0: he is globally one of the biggest selling artists, listened to by a lot yeah. of young people.
1: And sure, like Shape of You is probably going to go over a lot of like kids' heads. Yeah, but there is an art. You know, there could. I be I think an Taylor Swift is definitely much more aware than Ed Sheeran is,
0: when and a lot of pop artists are.
1: Because even Reputation, right, where she went like, dark. She went dark and sort of like a bit more. Um, I'm loath to say the word sexy, but like the yeah. image was more sort of. Yeah, it was more. Typical pop star seductive yeah. sort of thing. But even then, right? So that's the thing. Like even then, in her probably like her raunchiest phase.
0: She's still not that raunchy.
1: Yeah. It's still pretty PG. Like yeah. all of it. Even like the songs are particularly kinda- sexualized.
0: Yeah, her doing um, Reputation was like Disney putting out a PG film. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's risky. It's a bit but edgy. But it, you would still let your kids watch it. Wow. Uh, yeah. I think Any closing
1: pretty... thoughts on tw- uh, 1989 before we wrap up? No, I think we've, we've
0: covered a good basis of how we feel about 1989. Yeah. It's just a... It's just a good pop album. And yeah, we could go into the politics a little bit more behind the songs themselves.
1: I think I think as well, as it, I think the, the thing for me is it's a great pop record, and I think a lot of people judge it unfairly because Agreed. it's a pop record and because it's Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. And I think if you actually sit down and listen to it... You will probably enjoy it. Yeah. And I think if she headlined Glass and Bray, that would just be, she'd put on a show.
0: Yeah, it would be almost another Beyonce, uh, Coachella sort of thing. I think she would put in the effort. She would put in the time.
1: She's got to put more effort in than Kanye did anyway. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Thank you for joining us once again. Uh, If you liked what you heard, then please do uh, subscribe uh, wherever you are listening to this podcast and uh, check out our social media channels the links are in the description of this podcast uh until next time thank you for joining us and see you later bye (laughs) we're gonna roll with that for is that is that what you're gonna do for every episode